Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, I'm Christophe Madam, your host today. And joining me is, uh, I think we agree this, Il Grandissimo. Uh, il Grandissimo. <laughs> Dave McKenzie, Great. how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm very good, thank you, my friend. Good to be here in the studio once again. Fair bit to talk about. And a fair bit coming up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot coming up. There's been a lot happened in the last few weeks. Some exciting stuff too. We, we were always thinking, you know, the, the season is not starting until April or March. Ugh. It's starting. It's, it's on a, we it are on started, a footstep. It's, it's already started. Actually. It started on the 3rd of January yeah. with the National Road Champs. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot coming up uh, in this program. We'll talk about uh, different things, uh, including the one cycling, including Nev Bradbury. Uh, but I want to start with paying a certain homage to a certain person that passed away 20 years ago in Rimini in his hotel room eating pizza uh, on Valentine's Day it's Marco Pantani yes 20 years ago I cannot believe it I saw a yep. post well a number of posts from you know cycling people around the world yeah it's he lives on doesn't he? his legend lives mm-hmm. on um, he, he had this cult following and I'll, I'll just tell you a really short story Two months after that, so 2004 yep. was, was the year, um, two to three months after that, we were racing in Italy. Okay. And um, I think it was the Coppa Bartoli. Anyway, we were riding along and suddenly there's all this banter in the peloton happening. And I thought, oh, what's going on? So I could half understand, wasn't quite sure. Next minute, the whole peloton comes to a stop in the middle of nowhere, along in the middle of sort of paddocks side of the road his parents were there on the side of the road and the whole peloton stopped and there was a bunch of aussies with me in that race i was riding for a u.s team i think you know for but there was a bunch of us riding for various teams whole race stopped and obviously a a lot of the, the the key sort of italian figures in cycling at that point stopped and gave a hug to the parents some riders were in tears the rest of us were sort of you know, was weren't sure what to feel. Mm-hmm. It was a really, but it was a really nice moment. Um, and I look back now, and I think, you know, it was one or two months after his death, mm-hmm. and even now, I think, gee, what must his his parents have been going through at that at that point? You know, and so still fresh and so raw. And 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 the mum is still very much involved. I think there there is a there is a, a, a fondo race race at the same time yeah. as the Giro uh, on some stages at the Giro. But the memory of and why we talked about Pantani is because he was this sort of uh, pirate. That's, mm. that, that was mm. his nickname. Il but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, there was like if we look at the history, yes, he's got a certain part of history that he might not be proud of. Uh, there's a lot of questions mark or, around around certain part of it, but the way he raced. The yeah. way he raced, the way he attacked the race, the way he attacked, you know, the, the likes of Armstrong and, and all these guys. It, he was special, Pantani. Yeah, he was something, yeah, it doesn't and matter. From, and, from the world go. From, and I'm going the, to say the words, mm, drugs or no drugs. Yeah. He, he was an incredible athlete. And I hope as, I think as time goes on, it is 20 years, you know, we remember him more for being an amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't mean we should just pretend he didn't, or well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Pretend he was on drugs or wasn't on drugs, but I think that the, the, the shine should be on what an amazing athlete he was. And to this day, he's the last guy and the last one to do it prior to him might have been in Rain, but to win the Giro Tour double. Yeah. He was never meant to win the Tour. Mm-hmm. He went to the Tour after winning the Giro, barely trained in between, got to the Tour and on a really terrible rain-soaked Alpine stage, yes, yes. he blew Jan Ulrich to pieces. Yep. Ulrich 
actually faltered. Yep. Pantani rode incredibly well, but Ulrich faltered in the really cold conditions and lost eight minutes, and that was when he won mm-hmm. the tour. And this this yeah. history could be uh, changed uh, this year, by the way, because we know that a uh, certain Th- uh, Tadej Pogacar is uh, running the is riding the Giro and the Tour. Don't of you love him? Don't yeah, you love actually, the fact? I, I read a theory on why he's riding the Giro and the Tour de France, and uh, it was in the French press, and uh, we're just diverting a little mm. bit, but it's worth it's worth mentioning him here. Is the fact that a lot of people think he, he probably doesn't care? He, he's not marking the Tour de France as a potential win yeah. uh, because. At the minute, Vingegaard is too strong for him. So and he's won two. He's got, he's yeah, got exactly. two in the can. But, but <laughs> the idea, he says, OK, he's not actually going for the double, but he's, he's going for the Giro full on because everybody's eyes this year will be on the Tour de France. We yep. talked about it, the Evenepoel, and, and everyone will be there. But then the Giro could be for grabs. And once you've got the Giro in your bag, then the pressure is off. The target is here. And, go, and a different only, approach. Yeah. A different, different approach. approach. And you think... He he races so much anyway, and I think he went into the tour. I think he's gone into the tour the last couple of years slightly overdone. Yeah, just slightly overcooked. Sl- because slightly burnt. He's, he's racing Flanders. He's racing this. He's racing that. He's a racer. Mm-hmm. Whereas Vingegaard, we barely see. Yeah, you know he 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 beat Vingegaard at Paris Nice. Remember he won Paris Nice. He destroyed the field there. Yeah. But Vingegaard is more classic in his approach. Classical. Yes, yeah. So I I like this this approach, and um, yeah, look forward to it. But um. Yeah, we remember the great Marco, Marco Pantani. Absolutely. 20, and I cannot believe it's 20 and, years. And it's not on SBS On Demand, but we'll say it anyway. Uh, there's a fantastic documentary called Pantani. If you can yeah, well find done. it where you're listening to us, yeah. uh, do yourself a favor. If you haven't watched it, uh, do some search and research and see if you yeah. can uh, watch it anywhere you are in the world because uh, it's absolutely worth it, watching. It's it one of the greatest good. cycling docos that exist. Yeah, because you, you watch quite a few. Yeah, that's all yeah. I do. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sad. Don't worry. I sit up and I sit up in bed in late evening. Oh, you watch YouTube. And I watch, I watch Tour de France, 89, 1990, Tour de France. Clips. 89, we do not watch the Tour de France. We mentioned this before. Okay, uh, before we delve into uh, the calendar, which is upon us, some reason, Nev Bradbury is performing super well. What a star. She's leading the World Tour. Yeah, this is this is such a cool story. And look, I, I've got a soft spot for mm. the likes of... Neve and there's a couple of other athletes because I raced against their parents or at least one yeah, of their okay. parents. Um, so Neve, um, her father, I raced and trained with in my early years in the amateur days. Uh, yeah, she because she podiumed at Tour Down Under, mm-hmm. and then she podiumed at UAE Tour. So now from those two World Tour events, she is leading, and she's a young rider. Yep. So she's she's leading the best young rider category. And she's also leading the world tour. So the last time an Australian female—I don't know this long time. I mean, was it Spratty? Possibly. It, it might not have actually been that long ago. Yeah, but still, uh, and two down under for the women has only been world tour the last couple of years. Couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's been quite a while. So yeah. this is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great cool. and, and we remember where she comes from. She comes from the Zwift Academy. Yes. Uh, so it's 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 uh, it's also just proving that it's it's a non-conventional approach to cycling that brought her to uh, the podiums of of the world yeah. stage. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it's pretty cool. And I know, I know her mum and dad will be yeah. super chuffed. And, absolutely. You know, I hope. I hope we see her at the tour. Uh, me too. I hope she sort of, uh, she said she thinks she'll lose the lead by default because she said she's going to skip 
the next few World Tour races. So she said, well, I won't be getting any points, mm-hmm. but hey, we should be celebrating it that we've got an Aussie leading the women's. Yeah, absolutely. Other results uh, so far while we are in the results, uh, great success for Caleb. First victory yeah. for a while at Oman for on the stage. And, and first sort of win, yeah. I think he said eight months, and I guess, you know, out of Australia. Because yeah. he did win the Aussie crit, but yeah. we're talking, he, he wants big wins. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a good is, one. is that a big win? I'm going to say, like, yeah, a stage so. two of a man, is that a big enough win for him to uh, relax a bit in his position and his, in his ability? Yeah, he didn't, have, he didn't have, you know, not all the best sprinters are there mm-hmm. because they're scattered around everywhere um, in this early part of the year. But there was a few there, and he got the better of them. And I just think, as he said, and it's it's sort of nice that he says this, and he probably talked about it a bit in our pod that we did mm-hmm. with him over Jen. You know, good. He needed it for his confidence, and no matter what, if you don't win in eight months, yeah, you, the little the little man or the little girl yeah. up in the head <laughs> starts to you know play in your mind a little bit. So I think for him, he needed it as well. Sprinters need it; they need to get that hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, they win one, they want another one. They win a second one, they get the third generally in the fourth. So no, no, he's on the right track. So that's good. And also good, good mention as well. Uh, Simon Yates won the Alula Tour, uh, which. You know, Jayco Alula it's, is their sponsor, their home. But but just to make the point is that the Jayco Alula team is and needs to, we talked about it before, but they need to perform well at this early part of the season. It's, yeah. it's, it's paramount for them. Yes, it is. I mean, they you know they, they missed out at two down under. That's mm-hmm. a really big one for them for the start of the year. Um, so they missed out there. They got the national title, of course. They pretty much cleaned up the national champs. Um so, yeah, Alula was good for Simon yeah. uh, and then his bro. And with, his brother, Wonder Man, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so as a duo, <laughs> different teams now, of course, uh, Adam for UAE. But, um, no, no, it's all for, for our Aussie team. Yeah. They're, they're, they look like they're hitting their straps, yeah. which is good. This is very good. Uh, Cavendish, we're talking about Cavendish as well. Uh, doing Project TDF. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so is that Project TDF? He's winning, uh, it, he's it, winning, is there one or two stages he's winning in uh, uh, Colombia? Just the one, just, just the, the one, one in Colombia. Yeah, See, but it was Gaviria and there was a few a mm-hmm. few of the sprinters there. And, of course, I saw Mark Renshaw. I don't think Mark was there, but posting, of course, for those of you who don't know, he is now directing Astana for the year. I think he was involved, we know, last year mm-hmm. just for Tour de France. Rehearsal. And I think... Um, it was the rehearsal. It was the rehearsal. Yeah. Vino Karov was happy with him. You know why Vino, Vino was happy with him? Because he was he had a training partner during the race. Yeah. Every time I saw Mark Renshaw on the non-sprint days, there were five or six sprint opportunities. So that means there was fourteen other stages, fifteen other stages. Right, every other day we saw him. I said, "What are you up to?" And he said, "Mate, I'm doing hundred k's with Vino today." <laughs> and he said, "He's flying because he was training for the um, Nice Ironman." Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Mark Renshaw, he's as happy as a pig in you know what. Yeah. Gets to ride his bike a bit more, a little bit of DSing on the side. Yeah, but it is, it is Project TDF yeah. for, for Cav. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, you'll be able to follow all this on uh, SBS. Uh, before we talked about the One Cycling Project, which is something I, I want to have a bigger chat, you and I, about mm, it. I'm interested uh, in this. L- let's talk about uh, what's coming up in uh, in the world of cycling and then what's coming up on SBS, because there's a lot of cycling coming up on there's SBS. A, yeah. uh, but let's start with something that is not on SBS, but we love that race, is the Epnus Blood. I love Epnus I, I just, Blood. I just love that race. It's because it's the first... It is the first, to me, real classic yeah. um, of the year. I mean, it is. It's so early. It's always at the back end of February, so mm-hmm. it's what, one week away. Um, it's a mini version of Flanders, generally. That's what it is. It's raced yeah. in Flanders. 
Um, it's owned by uh, the the newspaper, Het Newsblad, which is the Flanders newspaper. So it really is a mini version. There's been years where it's raced in snow, raced in sleet. Yeah. It's brutal. It can be cold. But, but then not, in, not this year with global warming. No, I was going to say the last <laughs> few years it's actually been not too bad weather. But it does give you an idea of who's prepping, who's yeah. who's coming so, up for the classics. Riding Evnusblad this year, we've got Van Aert, we've got Mohoric, we've got Laporte, we've got Pitcock, and we've got Arnaud de Lee. Arnaud de Lee. Arnaud de Lee. So, let's so he's talk. sort of the man taking over. Um, well, l- l- so they like to think so. What, do you, what do you think, as a, you, an ex-sprinter as well, mm-hmm. like uh, Arnaud de Lee, let's say he's sort of taken over Caleb's He's, he's more or? than just a sprinter, I think. Is he, is yeah, he, I think yeah. he. I think he's got capabilities of, okay. as a classics rider, but I think they're still figuring out, and he is what what he's going to be. But you're making a point here, uh, which I, I want. I wanted to make as well. Is uh, do we know much about him? Because well, we're sort of still figuring he's won out. Some races. He's won some races. He's won. Well, what's he? What's he? Uh, a few races in Belgium. I'm not going to say they're minor racing, but yeah. they they small tours. He hasn't uh, won big. But he hasn't won anything big yet. And, and when you look at around who is who is around uh, the, the the international peloton, there's a lot of competition. Um, but what do what do you feel about him? Well, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't do, it? Do you see my point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be a bit more pressure on him this year, I think, with the team. He he sort of burst onto the scene a bit last year, yeah, last or the year, year yeah. before. No, last year he yeah. won these sort of few smaller races, and then there was started to be talk about. Will yeah. Caleb not make the two a team? And yeah. then Delee had a crash, yeah. which effectively ruled him out. Um, yeah, it'll be, and you know, all all the things that happened with and the you know the, the highly publicised, I guess, um, talk from Lotto mm-hmm. and fallout with Caleb leaving. Um, there'll be a bit more pressure on Delee this year. Will he deliver? I don't know. I mean. The reality is, it's like it's like every other professional cyclist at the moment is. How do you beat Vingago? How do you beat Van der Poel, Van Aert, and the Pog? Yeah, exactly. Like it's like they're in a league of their own. And in you throw, any race, they you go throw to. Roglic into this. You throw all those that are still still here. They're, they're almost at that. Well, you know, just sort of nipping at the heels. And that's, yeah. that's my point. Look at Hebnus Blood, Van Aert, who mentioned. Yeah. But Mohoric, Mohoric yeah. is really rising up as well. Laporte. Pitcock. Yeah. These are yeah, serious competitions. Yeah. yeah. So for someone like Delee, I tell you what, I'd hate to be I'd hate to be trying to <laughs> But you know like the newspapers through. are already saying uh, Arnaud Delhi Verd. They already had this headline written for the first time he actually wins something big. Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, you try not to read the papers, I think. Nah. But as a Belgian as a Belgian pressure. Uh, yeah, pressure. A little bit of pressure. So we talked a lot about what Coming up uh, on SBS, but listen to this. Uh, some of the key racing that are happening on SBS coming up. Uh, 2nd of March, Strade Bianche Women. 3rd of March, Strade Bianche Men. We've got Paris-Nice coming up. There's yep. Milan San Remo coming back to SBS since first time since 2016. Wow. Uh, and, and that is... About yeah. time. Jeez, I know, come I know. on. But again, Weaver Game. Uh, women and men as well. Uh, we've got Tour of Flanders as well in March as well. Tour of Flanders women on the 1st of April. Uh, Pyrobe women on the 6th of April. Uh, Pyrobe men on the 7th of April. Oh Amstel God, Gold Race on the 14th of April. Men and women. And Flesh Wallen on the 15th of April. You think it's finished? It's not finished. Still going. We've got Yes Baston Liege on April the 21st. And Eckborn Frankfurt on May the 1st. That's just the classics. There's a lot. And that is, you know... So and we're not preaching for our own... Uh, we, we are mid-February. You know? Yeah. So we have got two weeks until it goes yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Looking forward to it. Um, Milan-San Remo, 
Um, it's an important race in the calendar. It's, it's a monument. It's, it's a the monument. first monument. Uh, Caleb? Caleb, did you say? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Caleb. No, we, we I talked think about him. Like, we, we, said, we said about it but after talking about him, after seeing him. What's, what, and, what's yeah, it? and because remember, he's at the moment, things can change. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, he's not on the tour schedule. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the Giro schedule. And I presume Vuelta. Um, and that means he's on the Milan San Remo yeah. schedule. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that would be beautiful. For yeah, sure. <laughs> and the thing is, you win Milan San Remo, your season is made. Yeah. You've won a monument for yeah. the team. You've won a monument for the team. So you've delivered one of five of the monuments. You know, it wouldn't matter if he. Well, of course, it would matter if he went to the Giro and didn't get a stage win. But you win a monument. You know, you, you've delivered for the, yourself and you've delivered mm-hmm. for your team. So it's a, it will be a massive objective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's talk about a couple of uh, points here. Uh, Demi Vollering allegedly been offered a million dollars for a contract to move to a UAE team. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's still, I don't think it's been signed or anything at the minute. It's a, a very strong rumor. Mm. First million dollar contract uh, for a woman. If uh, it happens. If yeah. it happens. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah. Way overdue. Now, so there's two parts to this, and I don't want to. Yeah, I, I haven't read too much of the comments, but I have seen a few little snippets. I think more people alluding to, oh, well, that's not the answer, and yeah, we need to grow the whole women's sport. Let's get the first million dollar contract for a female, in my opinion. You know what? And yeah, sure, if the drop off is from one million down to four hundred thousand euro, so what? What it is is a start point. The women deserve to get, I believe, equal pay or close to it. Mm-hmm. It won't happen overnight. It won't happen in two years, three years. But I think, do I want to see Volering go to UAE? I'm not sure. That's, that's my next question. Yeah, right? because, because there's money, but there's also uh, the way she's been working with the team, the way that mm, team is structured. I, I know the team are super dominating everything. It would be tempting though, wouldn't it? And I mean... Uh, I'm not sure what she's on. I'm sure if we dug deeper, we get we could find out mm-hmm. close to. I would say, I would think she'd be on a few hundred thousand yeah. euro. So you would think maybe four hundred. I don't know, five hundred. Let's say five hundred, right at the most. Yeah, that's doubling her contract. Mm-hmm. And if she doubles it, she's probably going to sign for two to three years. Yeah. So, so you think about and it, and it's euro. That's one point <laughs> five yeah. million Australian. Yeah. Uh, so you start thinking about it. It's, uh, it sets up your mm-hmm. life. It, yeah. sets, it starts to set your life up after cycling. So you'd almost say she's crazy if she doesn't accept mm-hmm. it. Her contract, I believe, is up at the end of this year. Yeah. So, but what it does creates a lot of talk. Well, and I think it, it's good in in the women's um, side. And it creates pressure on SD Works as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, how much? This is how much you need to come up with if you want to keep her. Yeah. Uh, for and, example. And I so, think. So that's I'm, right. I'm with you on this. Is that it sort of raises it filters the discussion. down, doesn't exactly. it? So then, team managers yeah. of teams, directors say, "Come on, we're going to get with the program. We're going to yeah. get with the game. We're going to but hit our sponsors up for more money." When you're managing Lotto Kopecky, mm. you go, "Well, look, look sideways. This is what she's getting. Why is Lotto not getting part of it?" That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Rider managers exactly. Yeah. So, no, I think it'll. I think 
it's going to happen, whether or not it happens with volleying yeah. at the end of the year or, or mm-hmm. you know, it takes another year. When it does, it'll be a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. So while we are on the talk of money, yeah. uh, let's talk about this one cycling. and That will be the last subject for this podcast. Uh, one cycling. So just a recap. It's this push from the Saudi money. It's called PIF. It's an investment fund. Yeah. Uh, just to recap what it is, they want to create this one cycling super league where all the teams or major teams are in there, uh, sort of clean up the calendar to just give clearer uh, positions for team and create this league where they earn points and at the end they win the league um, in one a, a season long it's league? a season long league and, and the, the the sticky point is what do you do with the Grand Tours as well in this it's so not is it really a little clean. bit like the live golf yes league. well this is not a good example <laughs> yeah that didn't live really well but it's still uh, going it's still it? going yeah, yeah but I think it's not very there's, sort of, there's there's a lot of in, in yeah, uh, but in I think uh, or... the, the point here is uh, Christian Prudhomme, the director of the Tour de France, uh, his quote when he was asked about it overnight. Mm. Actually, when we record this podcast, he said, uh, and I'm just quoting him in my best English, but he said, uh, "I'm not interested by it, and I don't think a lot of people are interested by it." So clearly, he's not interested he, by it. <laughs> he's, well, he's going to say that because well, you know, to be fair, it, of course, he's going to protect mm-hmm. the Tour de France brand. And but, but they don't he, uh, want a big, big player coming in. But uh, I, I, mean, I it, sort of agree with him. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with him. But I think what this does is raises a question about the calendar and question about how do you grow this sport. We all want mm. to grow the sport. Money is the name of the game. At the minute, the, se- the, the season is not super accessible for someone that watches Netflix yeah. and goes, I like the Tour de France. What is Get Well Again? Yeah, what it, is it's, news blood? it is. It's outside of... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, outside of Tour de France. Yes. It's it's sort of... It's interesting. I was just chatting to some of our work colleagues mm-hmm. before we started this pod. And they're like, oh, you're back, you know, all, all of our that radio crew that you know, yeah. give us great support here. Now, they don't know cycling super well. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's sort of like tennis, I think, in a way. Like, I'm a sports fan like you mm-hmm. are. I love watching the slams. Outside of the slams, to me, it's all a bit confusing. Yeah. Like all these satellite tennis tournaments that go on, what do they mean? I know they, there's points for world rankings. Cycling's a bit like that, I suppose, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's almost more confusing because you've got five one-day monuments, three grand tours, world championships. Yeah. One-week tours. One-week, yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> they're all world tour, or yeah. while the big ones are. So I don't and, know and, what... And, and like... Half of them are run by the people that run the Tour de France. Another yep. part is run by the people that run the Giro. Run the Giro. Some of them are independent. Yeah. Uh, some of them run a, a women's event. Some don't. I mean, can we call it a little bit of a mess? Yeah. Uh, something that's been grown over the last and 100 you, years. Yeah. But. And you know why also, I'll say now, I don't think this this Saudi-backed mm-hmm. uh, league has longevity. Mm-hmm. They might get it off the ground. And because they'll throw money at the teams and the riders, etc., so that'll get it off the ground, like the Live Golf tournament, yep. if you like. But I don't see it having longevity, and I think the number one reason is the historical aspect of cycling. Cycling is yep. one of the oldest sports in the world. Mm-hmm. It's been going longer than most sports, right? So it's got this historical aspect, and you can never, ever kill off that historical mm-hmm. aspect. The Tour de France, Paris-Roubaix, uh, Liège based on Liège. Yeah. Yes, for the non-cycling fan, it can be confusing, but it's also a real crowning jewel, I think, of our sport. Um, I think for me, it's going to be exactly like the merger Jumbo Visma and Sudal. Oh, it'll get it's talked something, about. Something we talk a lot about, and then when Won't the happen. final decision is no, 
move on. Let's move on to because the reality is this is where the UCI do hold the key for yeah. that. Yeah, uh, you, you know, we, you and I, and plenty of us have had discussions about who's got the biggest power. And when the UCI tried to sort of muscle their way with the Tour de France, mm-hmm. you know, ten years or so ago, and right, you've got to come on board with this league or whatever they were trying to yeah. do, and Tour de France said no. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> they just said no, and that was it. End of story. And we realised, well, they actually, might, the tour they might have, have said, the power. They might have said no, thank you. Yeah, they might have said no, thank you. I oh, know. I think it was arrogant. The arrogance <laughs> of the French, you know. <laughs> they said no, nope. no. Nope. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the UCI question. though hold this key for mm-hmm. this Saudi-backed group. If they line the pockets of the UCI, yeah, or if they promise to. You know, and and this and where and will the UCI will ASO have a word to the UCI and say, hey, listen, come on, you can't. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do this. This is crazy. The the, the calendar's already jam packed enough. There's already events that fall over. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the the ASO they sort of do. I think support events that they don't own. Yeah, like like they're a, they're a friend of Tool Down Under. Yeah, for absolutely. example. You know, they have. I think there's something to do with the media rights that mm-hmm. ASO. Mm-hmm. Distribute yeah, some it, of the media it was rights. on L'Equipe TV yeah. in France. So, yeah, yeah, so absolutely. so there's some events, you know, just because it's not an ASO run mm-hmm. event. Same with the RCS, I suppose. They're going to sort of protect and look after, you know, the events that they have a sort of interest in. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Watch, watch I think that for space. me, the only thing, whether it's this project or not, it sort of raises the question about the future of the sport. Mm. And when you start getting players like the Netflix, you like it or not, they, they sort of throw a spotlight on the sport. That might be a little bit early because the sport is not necessarily ready to go yeah. that step up. Yeah, where f- Formula One yeah. was because yeah. the schedule is here, the money is here, yeah. unashamedly access to money, no yeah. one's got problem. Our sport's a bit different. It is, uh, you know, like we we go oh, a million. Is it? It's, is it it's okay? like We're still questioning if a million dollars is, is okay. That's, mm. Those discussions were happening in football or in Formula One thirty years ago. Yeah, you know, we are at that point. So I don't know. This it's it sort of raises the question, and I like that. It's aspect not the of first it, time but, we've heard heard this. Remember that. I was going to draw the comparison too. What was that league called? It literally lasted three seasons. It was wasn't it created by um, Valon, the um, Hammer Series, the oh, Hammer yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do <laughs> remember watching a little bit of it once, and I just went, "No, nah. yeah, okay." Because you can't you can't mess with history, mm-hmm. and in cycling, we've got this deep, deep embedded historical aspect of our sport and the hammer series tried to have well they did they had a they you know they had these number of events on and there was one up in the netherlands i think and it was a team's time trial they were all on at the same time but it was just all like yeah okay fluff just weird it was just weird it was made for tv and that's and it but it it lasted two or three years that was it and i think they made no money on it Let us know what you think, mm. uh, of course, through our uh, social uh, platforms. I would be uh, happy to hear uh, about what your thoughts on, on all of this. Thank you, Maka, for coming. Thank you. Can I just one last little you thing? It's your house as well yeah, as mine. Yeah, no, you know? one so. last little positive note. Um, we love this guy, and let's and we talk about will he ever get back to his best. Egan Bernal yeah. just finished fifth in Tour of Columbia. Yeah. And he's starting to say, he said, finally, he is starting to feel like he's back to the rider that he was yeah. before his horrific accident um, and what, you know, two what, seasons what, ago. One thing that could be good for him as well is that the roster at Ineos is pretty light. Depleted at the moment yeah, in exactly. terms of GC It's guys. pretty light. So in terms mm. of uh, having a spot on the, on the saddle and not on the bench, yeah. um, 
Ben, he's, he's up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's watch Bernard. Yeah, let's hope he, hope he gets back. Thank you, Michael. Thank you.